There may be some who are wondering why we have asked uh, Malcolm X to return to the talk of Philadelphia. There may be some who criticize our asking him back. We are having Malcolm X here uh, for the second time. He is the first plenipotentiary of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, leader of the Black Muslim Movement. Uh, he's here for the second time for one very good reason, I feel, and that is the last time he was here, we were on a different subject altogether. We had also experts here from CORE. We had a representative here from the Philadelphia Tribune, and we discussed uh, freedom riding and freedom buses and such, and we didn't discuss too much firsthand the black Muslim. And that's why I hope we can cover it pretty thoroughly this afternoon. That's why Malcolm X has been asked to return. What, actually, briefly, what do you believe in? Uh, the, well, I don't know how you mean. We believe in Allah. The followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in this country believe in one God uh, whose proper name is Allah. He has taught us that uh, the people who believe in a supreme being, the Jews call him Jehovah, the Christians call him Christ, people who are Muslims call him Allah. And the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad here in this country have been taught that for the past 400 years, the so-called Negro has been separated from his own original culture, so he has had no knowledge of his own God or the God of his forefathers. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's mission is to restore to the American so-called Negroes uh, a knowledge of our own God, knowledge of the Supreme Being. Well, well your cult has been repudiated by uh, not only by the Mohammedans, but... Uh by most every responsible Negro group. But let's stick to the Mohammedans first. They have repudiated your group, so how do you consider yourself a part of their religion? Uh, anyone whose religion is Islam, out, number one, would reject the term Mohammedan. Uh, anyone who believes, believes in Allah would reject the term Mohammedan. Uh, Islam means complete submission to Allah. Mm -hmm. And Muslim means one who has submitted himself to the will of Allah. And you will not find any uh, responsible Muslim allowing himself to be used by non-Muslims to denounce or criticize another Muslim. Uh, and uh, those whom you find uh, allow themselves to be used in this way usually aren't Muslims themselves. Well, do you believe in, in first-class citizens uh, or first-class citizenship for blacks and second-class citizenship? Boy, I'm going to get this out yet. <laughs> citizenship for whites. Now, this has been charged that this is what you believe in. First-class for blacks and uh, second-class for whites. Uh, Mr. Muhammad is not concerned uh, with the white man. His concern is uh, with the so-called Negroes in this country. And uh, whereas citizenship is concerned, I've never heard him talk on that. Uh, only that he says that our people here are second-class citizens. And not only does he say that, the white man himself admits that. And the so-called Negro leaders admit this. But he says that we won't solve our citizenship problems by trying to force ourselves upon whites. We have to do something for ourselves. So in this instance, you believe in segregation, certainly. No, uh, the, uh, Mr. I've never heard Mr. Muhammad say anything about segregation. Uh, we are as much opposed to segregation as the so-called Negro integrationists. 
Well, you believe in, in black supremacy. No, I've never heard him teach black supremacy. Well, where am I hearing all this? I read these things, and I think a lot of it comes out of a, out of a book that uh, was put out by you. And if I may uh, do a little shifting here, I'll do a little quoting. America is falling, my people. She has to fall because she is uh, a habitation of devils. Forsake her and fly your own way. This uh, is, and uh, I think... Uh, if uh, my memory serves me correct, uh, when Billy Graham uh, launched the recent, his recent crusade in Chicago, Billy Graham said the same thing, that America is falling. It has become so corrupt and immoral that uh, it's on its way down. But when Billy Graham says this, they don't accuse him of teaching black supremacy nor hatred of any, or, or anything like that. But when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, says, and he says this, that we're living at the end of the wicked world. And that, uh, but he does say that uh, Muslims alone will rule the new world. He says that the so-called Negro in America uh, are the people who are symbolically described in the Bible as the lost sheep or lost tribes or lost people of God. And that uh, as the Christian Bible and the Jewish Bible says, uh, God is supposed to come in the last days and find his people, separate them from their enemies, and then restore them. Uh, back among their own people. And Mr. Muhammad teaches us that we're living at that time right now. And you firmly believe then, actually, that uh, and, uh, this generation will witness that change and that Muslims will rule the world. Uh, Muslim is an Arabic word that means righteous. Muslim is an Arabic word that means one who believes in God. And uh, these people uh, who believe in God and accept God and obey God will be the only ones qualified to escape the destruction, or the, the divine destruction that God is going to bring upon this earth. Well, now, uh, I think this is another quote. If not, it's a, a paraphrase. Uh, the black man is divine by nature and all of his troubles have been caused by whites. Well, the history uh, of this earth, I think, will uh, bear witness that, uh, as they say it now, colonialism, they call it, and the end of colonialism, which means the end of European domination over the uh, lives and the property and the destiny of non-white people. And since you're white man in the United Nations and elsewhere is admitting that his own domination or rule or ability to rule uh, over dark mankind has come to an end, uh, I think that uh, Mr. Muhammad should be given credit for pointing out to us where this has been predicted in the Bible to take place long before it even began to materialize. So uh, then you firmly believe that uh, all of your troubles have been caused by the white man? Uh, definitely. Yeah. The, well, the, the, the original, you said the original, you had no concern with the white man. You well, were concerned only with blacks. Uh, I think that this can easily be explained. All right. uh, Mr. Muhammad teaches us that uh, the white man is the root cause of the condition that the black people are in here in America. But uh, he's not concerned with trying to reform the white man. He's concerned God has raised him from our midst to reform and save the so-called Negro. Why do you use that always? You never say to save the Negro. So why do you always use so-called Negro? Well, uh, uh, Mr. Muhammad also teaches us that Negro, the word Negro itself means something that's dead, something that uh, doesn't belong to anything, something that's neuter or neutral. 
Uh, and when I was in school, they taught me that Negro meant black in Spanish. But the uh, average so-called Negro in this country has been so brainwashed to against the word black. If you call him black, he gets indignant. He says, don't call me black, call me a Negro. But at the same time, if you ask him, what does Negro mean? He says it means black in Spanish, which means you have maneuvered the Negro into position where he says, don't call me black in English, but call me black in Spanish, uh, it, which doesn't make sense. And, and if you ask a white man his nationality, he'll tell you Irish-American, German-American, or something of that sort. Uh, it, it attaches him to some nation. It gives him a nationality. It gives him a geographic background and a cultural background. But when you ask our people, our nationality, we say Negro, which doesn't connect us with anything. There's no Negro language. There's no Negro country. There's no Negro anything. So it puts the, as we're taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, it puts us in a position of a people who have been cut off from their own kind, from their own self. And because of this, they've lost their racial pride, their racial identity, and their racial dignity, and their ability to do anything for their own kind. And for that reason, you find them begging the white man for what he has. Why, why do you uh, use the name Malcolm X? Why, why the X? Is this uh, the same reasoning that you've just been giving me? You have no identity, so you use an X? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that uh, during slavery, our identity was destroyed by the slave maker. Our names were destroyed. Our language was destroyed. Our hist history was stripped from us. Our culture was taken from us. And it was hidden from us by the slave master. And then we were taught to call ourselves uh, after the slave. If we were, if uh, a white man named Smith, or Johnson or Jones owned 50 uh, slaves. Each of the slaves was named after the owner. So he teaches us that the last name that the so-called Negroes have here in America are actually the slaves, slave names or the slave master's names that was handed down during slavery. So when we become Muslims and followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, uh, we give back the name of our slave master. We uh, drop the name of our slave master and uh, we use X. And he teaches us that the Bible says when God comes, he'll give his people names out of his own mouth. So we use the X until God comes. And when God comes, so, he'll... So uh, uh, all of your members then have a first name and an X. First name and an X. I'd, I'd like to go on a different tack here for a while, if you don't mind, Malcolm. How do you how do you solicit membership in the black Muslim? It, it's not a case of soliciting membership. Uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad just teaches truth, and the people who hear it and believe it, accept it, and follow him. Do you have dues, or do you have uh, donations? How do you get the just money to carry the, on your activities? Same as is uh, done in the in any in any religious uh, congregation, whether it's Jewish, Christian. Mm -hmm. Or otherwise, are members required to give? No one is uh, required. That is, uh, there's nothing compulsory. Uh, you can be a member is, and uh, not pay a cent. Many Negroes, so-called Negroes, have no money to give to anything, and uh, uh, it would be unfair to compel them to give that which they don't have. They do what they can. How many members do you have? I've never heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say how many Muslims there are who follow him here in America. You're his first lieutenant. You should certainly, uh, and uh, you're perhaps his most vocal spokesman, the, and you should the, be aware of that. The, the public says that I'm his first lieutenant. Maybe I'm the uh, best known of his lieutenants. Well, you're, uh, you're, you're very close to him, or you wouldn't be, and so you certainly should have some idea of your membership. Yes. I have never heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say, now he will be here on October the 7th, Will he answer that question? At the Philadelphia Arena, and he plans to speak at 2 o'clock. Will he white, take questions from the floor? Both white and black will be allowed in, and I, I don't know whether he will take questions from the floor. He has I'd like it. to be there if he'll take questions from the floor. 
Well, you come out, uh, and, and <laughs> you come out, and if it's uh, if he sees where it will uh, help to create a better understanding in the public of his teachings, he'll take questions. Well, the reason I ask that is because there have been two charges, not charges, but two ex expressions of opinion, and one is that you are vocal far beyond your numerical strength, and because of this, you won't give out uh, these figures. The other is that you have voting power that's hidden voting power, and your numerical strength can uh, perhaps swing some congressional elections in some areas. So I've, uh, from both directions, I'd like to know how many people you have. Well, I think that uh, no, one's in, no one is in a position to say but he himself. And until he says, I doubt that it will be said. Uh, but but, but now, now, this leads me to be, uh, see, a lot of what you said up to now makes sense to me, makes uh, a great deal of sense to me. Uh, I think many of us agree uh, that uh, the Negro has been downtrodden over many centuries, or many, certainly many generations. But when you have an organization that you firmly believe this in... This is where you, you make your mistake. Well, uh, I don't think I make a mistake. Uh, in this sense, sir, yeah. uh, the, the Muslims who follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad can't be classed as an organization or equated with, organi with organizations uh, as such, or organizations per se. We are Muslims because our religion is Islam. Just we know how many Catholics there are, we know how many Presbyterians there are, there's no secret there in a religious <coughs> group. This is a Christian country. It's not a Muslim country. It's a country whose, whose history, rather it's a country uh, that has a history, a Christian history, and it has not always been too receptive to uh, Islamic influence. Yes, but it's certainly not uh, going to be any less receptive uh, knowing the number of people you have as members. Well, if the Honorable Elijah uh, Muhammad wishes to tell you, he can. All right. <laughs> Does your organization advocate overthrow the U.S. government? I have never heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad advocate the overthrow of anything except evil, unrighteousness, sin, vice, the evils that afflict the, the, the moral fiber or, or that are destroying the moral fiber of the Negro community. He... He advocates the overthrow of immorality. Well, uh, the House of Un-American Activities uh, Committee apparently has uncovered evidence that your organization, and I say organization, that's my word, not yes. yours, mm -hmm. uh, your organization was not only anti-white but anti-American. I think if you read the Washington Post on uh, August the 3rd, Friday, there's an article in there which quotes the FBI as stating after 31 years of uh, investigation of Mr. Muhammad, they have not found us to be subversive nor seditious, but they have found us to be a highly disciplined religious group. This is from the FBI in the Washington Post on uh, Friday, uh, August the 3rd. But this type of statement from the FBI is played down. But then some uh, southern senator or congressman from uh, South Carolina can stand up in the United States uh, Congress and attack us as a racist group, which amazes me that northern whites could fall for something like that. And this Congressman Rivers, is, who is from South Carolina, represents uh, one of the only three states that up to now have refused to abide by the Supreme Court decision to any degree whatsoever. So I, now if I was a, a, a northern white man, I would be ashamed of myself to let some uh, southerner from South Carolina initiate a, a grievance that I'm going to pick up and carry out against a group of religious followers uh, such as those who follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Well, uh, Dr. Lewis Webster Jones, I think you've heard of him. He's president of the National Conference of Christians and Jews, and he, he's called uh, black Muslim uh, as racist as Hitler. Well, uh, that's his particular opinion, and I don't, if he's a white man, I don't think any white man is in a position 
to refer to any black man as a racist, especially an American white man. His own history uh, has his own hands so bloody uh, on the race issue that he's just not in a moral position to refer to anyone as a racist. On WCAU, WCAU-FM in Philadelphia, our guest, uh, the gentleman that I consider, uh, and many people consider the first lieutenant to Messenger Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X. Uh, we will, I hope, get some phone calls, but there are many things that I want to get uh, uh, out of the way here, and I know that uh, many times you have been involved in riots. <laughs> uh, at least you have been accused of inciting riot. Uh, there was one this spring, I think, in Los Angeles, which became uh, turned into a very unfortunate affair. It wasn't a riot. Uh, what the press initially reported as a blazing gun battle between Muslims and police, after investigation, ended up being a uh, the blazing guns of the police at innocent Negroes, seven of which were shot down, one of which died. Uh, two of which were brothers from Philadelphia here, and one of them ha uh, was shot in, both of them were shot in the back. One of them was shot in the spine and is paralyzed for the rest of his life. And the city of Los Angeles probably has the worst case of uh, human rights violation, not civil rights, human rights violation on its hands that any city has ever had. And when the uh, public becomes uh, acquainted with the facts of what happened out there, it will look mighty bad. I don't think anywhere in the history of Mississippi, Alabama, uh, and Louisiana combined have seven Negroes been shot down at one time. But it happened in Los Angeles, California. Uh, eight of your group, I understand, were indicted and charged with assault, however, at that time. Uh, I think you'll also find, sir, that in all cases involving police brutality or atrocity against Negroes, the victim is always arrested by the police and charged with assaulting the police. Uh, uh, in your favor, I'm, and to give both sides of the story as far as I know it, I might say that uh, 90 Los Angeles clergymen uh, who said they didn't share your views as a group did, however, back you up in calling for elimination of uh, police brutality out there. Not so. only the clergyman, but Roy Wilkins of the NAACP, uh, A. Philip Randolph, uh, and uh, uh, James Farmer of CORE, the Negro community of Los Angeles, put forth a united front against the atrocity that was committed by the Los Angeles police on April the 27th against the Muslims. Your, your founder was uh, Elijah Ford? No. Uh, he was not? I don't know what you mean by that oh. founder. Well, I just read that. Well, wh who was Elijah Ford? I've never heard of Elijah oh. Ford. Well, then I must have my name. Well, who was your founder? You mean who taught the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? Yes. Uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was taught by a person who at one time uh, re represented himself as Mr. W.D. Farad. 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 And you knew that what I meant now. Come on now. I and, was close. <laughs> and at another time as Mr. W.F. Muhammad. Uh, well, now, uh, I, what happened there? He disappeared mysteriously, I understand. Uh, no, that's what the press uh -huh. say. Uh -huh. And the press likes to sensationalize so they can sell papers. Uh, the honor when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad comes here on, August, on October the 7th at the Philadelphia Arena, I think that's one of the points that he's going to clear up. Uh, and that is who he represents, who, who is behind him, so then you, and, and who taught him what he knows. Well, are you, in a sense, repudiating the so-called founder? No, of, definitely you, not. Well, you, you use some words similar to alleged, or, or uh, when, you, when you spoke of who taught uh, Elijah Muhammad. No, I say that uh, 
The one who taught him was Master W.D. Farad. Yes. And known also as uh, Master W.F. Muhammad. Well, I thought there, there was a few little detrimental things that you got in. No, uh, nothing that, no, no, sir. All right, uh, okay. Well, how about the background of others in your organization, you and other lieutenants? How did uh, you get into this? Well, before I became a uh, follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I was in really, I, I, was, I really was in bad shape. Uh -huh. And I know, and this is one of the reasons why I have such strong faith in Mr. Muhammad. I know what he has done for me. Not only me, hundreds of thousands of others just like me. Well, what kind of bad shape were you in? Well, I was a typical Negro Christian, which, mean, which means I got drunk. I lived in nightclubs, uh, uh, gambled. You think all Negro Christians to do this? I have a very good friend who was uh, mostly one of the outstanding ten young men of the uh, of the country, who is a Negro clergyman and of uh, whom you I will have find great and wonderful respect excuse for. Excuse me, you'll find many Negroes who don't do this, but I think your you sociologist typical Negro Christian. I think your sociologists blow up the fact that in the Negro community is the most crime, the most dope addiction, the most prostitution, the most juvenile delinquency, and the most uh, 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 mothers, unwed mothers, and this is uh, a curse in our particular society. And I was a part of that. And uh, But after becoming a, after hearing the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I was able to uh, pull myself away from it along with hundreds of thousands of other black people in this country who were in that same trap who have also pulled themselves from it. Uh, is it true that you have a prison record? Definitely. I was in prison for seven years. It was in prison that I first heard the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I might add this, that uh, the first year that I was in prison didn't rehabilitate me in any way, shape, or form. The prisons aren't set up to rehabilitate Negroes. They're set up to perpetuate the, the criminal tendencies of Negroes. And it was only after all of the penologists and sociologists had failed, uh, Mr. Muhammad goes into the prisons and takes men like me and others and uh, is able to straighten them out just by teaching them the truth and restoring their racial consciousness, racial well, pride, now, and uh, racial dignity. Uh, now, a little while ago, uh, you said that you did not solicit membership. Now, it appears to me that in prison you are soliciting No, it's membership. not. A, no, that's where you're wrong, all sir. Right, all right. Uh, as I said earlier, all Mr. Muhammad does is teach his truth. Wherever that truth goes, whatever Negroes who hear it and accept it, they become Muslims, and this is spreading throughout the however country. However, your greatest area for converts is in, uh, in our prisons. No, outside as well as inside, but in prison it gets so much publicity because the inability of your sociologists and penologists to, to rehabilitate inmates naturally makes it sound miraculous when, uh, 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 when someone is able to come in and do what the penologists have failed to do. So this gets much, much publicity, it's blown up out of proportion, and people think that all Muslims come out of prison. We have doctors and lawyers lawyers and dentists and other types of professional people who are Muslims, the same as we have from the other walks of life. Is this also one that's blown up out of proportion, that uh, you met with Fidel Castro and that he invited you to uh, visit him in Cuba? That, that was definitely blown up out of proportion. Uh, and uh, what they overlooked was that at the time I was in Fidel Castro's presence, I was there representing the city of New York, the police department, the mayor's office, and all. Yes, 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 and uh, and all of the civic groups in Harlem. And you know, if I couldn't back that up, I wouldn't make that statement on the radio. But this oh, is one thing so. that the press has overlooked. 
When what, were you when, a, an appointee of, yes, of uh, Mayor Wagner's? Uh, there was a committee set up in Harlem uh, by a representative of the mayor's office, by a representative of the police department, by representatives of all of the civic groups in Harlem. And it was set up to forestall any uh, incident taking place when all of these heads of states visited New York. And I happen to have been made the chairman of that committee. And in that capacity, I uh, took two reporters to see Fidel Castro, and the press blew it up out of proportion, for which we have about $7 million, $11 million in libel suits that are cut and dried. Uh -huh. All right. Uh, have you ever collected any money uh, in your libel suits? Uh, we had a civil suit that we collected $70,000 last year against the city of New York. It was paid. And by the, the same city that allowed you to represent them? Same city, and it was, all of this was going on at the same time. <laughs>